Hello, remote friends. The information from this podcast is rich with remote support, but it's even more important that you go from information to application to get the best results possible. Remote work is here to stay, and we want to help you on your way. So let us know how we can support you even more by visiting remotepathways.com. There you will find a quick link to talk with us directly. Reach out to Jen for all your teamwork, leadership, coaching, and facilitation needs. And reach out to Michelle for developing a healthy, sustainable rhythm of life through spiritual practices, 90-day projects, and simple structures to support your remote working journey. Until we connect, thank you for listening. It's such an honor going remote together with you. Let's explore the remote world. Together we'll discover the people, places, and pathways to working remotely. We'll engage in great conversations, share tips and valuable resources, and connect you with voices from the field. Let's go remote together. Hi, Jen. So glad to be here with you again. How are you doing today? Doing well, Michelle. Excited as we have stepped into this new year that we are back at the topic of collaboration today, right? We were here about a year ago, and here we are, month of February, all about collaboration. Yeah, and I can't wait to go on this journey together because collaboration, you know, it's just not a a single lens, single focus topic, right? There's all different aspects to collaboration. So what are we zooming in on today? Well, I think we're zooming in on a couple of levels. So as you said, collaboration is more than one person. So I think our conversation today will take us into a couple of waters. Number one, how do you collaborate better with the people you serve? Whether you're a leader, an entrepreneur, a professional, how are you collaborating as a professional? And then how are you also designing for things that your people really want? Ooh, sounds so interesting. I can't wait. So where should we kick things off? What what comes top of mind first, Jen? Well, I think we want to start with, you know, collaboration is all about one plus one equals three, right? We create more when we come together, whether we come together with our team, the communities that we uh, support or other. I'd like people to actually start by thinking, you know, what are you hearing from others right now? What are the people that you're in connection with wanting? And that often is a great indicator for what might be next on the pathway. Like we have called remote pathways, there's always another like off-ramp or on-ramp. And to collaboration, I think sometimes, you know, the people who show up in our worlds help us determine like, is it time to take a bit of a detour Are we going to be, uh, you know, going down a new road because we're hearing that clients, teams we serve need something new? And this last year has really been about learning how to collaborate quickly in response to ever-changing environments. And I I have no doubt that the ever-changing environments are going to continue to unfold in ways that we're not aware of even yet, but that collaboration will be a key skill set to be um, embracing and and further enhancing. 
I hear such a coaching heart in you. It's we always come curious. We're always listening to the hearts of others and and what's possible and what are the needs and what tools and resources would help them. Um, we just come, we check those assumptions and we check them at the door and we just tune in and listen. And I just always admire that about you, Jen, because no matter how long you've been in this field, you still come curious um, and listen to the the voices and hearts of other people. So you've kind of been experimenting yourself. So what have you heard out in the field? Oh, I've been hearing lots of great things, right? Voices from the field. It, <laughs> that was a little byline that first appeared in um, in Effective Group Coaching, my book, 11 years ago. But I'm always listening, right? And I think that's the sign of a great leader is we're always listening. We're always listening for what people need and what's next. And certainly in navigating ongoing change, we, we always want to have our ears wide open. So you're making me think of a couple of things, actually. So this year, as you said, I've been experimenting with some of the plan, do, track work, right? And we've talked about plan, do, track, the virtual, uh, you know, the workbook and productivity series for virtual remote teams. One of the things I started hearing last year was, you know, I love the fact that I have this planner. I love the fact that I can, you know, do planning and I'd like to be doing that more with others. And so beginning this year, January 1st, I launched the 21 for 21 series. And it was partially inspired by Gretchen Rubin and her sister, who are also podcasters. Mm-hmm. Every year they set out like a 19 for 19, a 20 for 20. And this year is a 20 for 21 for 21, which is really like, what are your main goals for the year? Um, last year, they also did a 20 minutes of walking every day in 2020. And so I thought that's sort of interesting. And then I thought, well, what about planning? What if we came together and worked together? So building on to our episode, episode 20 of virtual co-working, but what would it be like if I held the space um, for people who wanted to co-work together for 21 minutes a day? Because in the plan, do, track body of work, it's really grounded in this philosophy that daily steps plus consistent action equals momentum. In other words, it's the daily steps that we take every day that create this new flywheel of energy, of traction, of new results. And certainly 2020 was a year that a lot of people felt really stuck. And I do think, and certainly this is grounded in my own personal experience of navigating disruption as a leader, as a frontline person in you know times of post-disaster and in other times in other parts of the world, um, you know, it's it's the small steps that we can start seeing incremental change evolve from. So as we stepped into this new year, my commitment was to continue to really uh, be a beacon for people in the virtual and remote space. And with Plan Do Track under my arm, I figured I would start hosting 21 days of 21 minutes of virtual co-working, which I just termed the 21 for 21 virtual co-working sprints. I framed it as an experiment. I put it out to my community. And like many, you know, people showed up on January 1st at 11 a.m. or 12 noon, actually 12 noon Eastern, ready to go, ready to try this thing out. So here we are almost now at the end of the first set of January sprints. And it's been amazing. I have to say, as someone who has led productivity conversations for decades, I've been amazed at seeing the traction people have gotten. Over the course of 21 days, 21 minutes a day, we have found 
almost seven hours and 35 minutes of time. Wow. That's not just any time, it's focus time. Yeah. And back in the first week of this sprint series, I was hearing from people, you know, I would normally just take my lunch or I'd normally just sit on the internet and surf, but like I'm getting things done. Got things off my desk that, you know, I wanted to do for a while. Personally, I've gotten editing done that has sat for a lot longer than it should have. So it's been partially, you know, all about getting the traction. But I think the other piece that people have loved is the fact that they're part of a community. So back to this notion Mm. of collaboration. We can do things in isolation, but when we are able to do things in partnership, in community, it can take on a whole life form of its own. What I find fascinating about that too is I remember when I first went into my first collaboration space, I was like, is this really going to work? Because we don't work for the same company. How... How is being in this same space with the same focus, you know, just for the intention of getting stuff done, not necessarily the same project, will this actually work? And I was surprised. <laughs> it just, I couldn't get there in my headspace, but I just committed to showing up and you are so right. Another thing that I, that I love that you said with those daily steps plus consistent action equals momentum is that you, just like you said, they're small steps. We don't have to take these giant leaps, right? These little steps, same principle as at work. You know, quit, get out of your headspace and just get in those doing waters and start doing and see what happens. So yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And and it's as we start doing things that that next thing emerges, right? To our remote Mm -hmm. pathways, right? And this was part of my vision, you know, as, as I was birthing this whole creative brand is like, We don't always know which road we're on and what lies ahead, but as we walk it, the road emerges. Now, that sounds really philosophical, and it can be, But it's true. It's very true. um, A few days ago, my son was having to pull together a project, um, a biography of his grandfather, and so he had asked me to go through some old photographs, and so I found myself Sunday night going through these old um, you know, old albums, but then it took me into boxes and it took Mm. me into my years and decade plus of work in Central and South America where, you know, I walked the roads and many times you walked the roads and you did not know what lay ahead because you might not even have a map, right? These are in the days before GPS existed. And I was working in parts of the world that still had not been mapped, hard to believe, but this was my, my world physically. And so mentally, I think too, this has really shaped the way I see the world that, you know what, there's like an exploratory nature in me. Mm -hmm. And as a guide, a lot of my work as a coach is really there as a guide to like be beside people as we get into these unknown unique waters no one really knows what's happening. And that's a great metaphor for, you know, one of, maybe not everyone loves it, but it's been, you know, in part, some people's experience of this last year of the pandemic. We don't know what lies ahead. We think it's clear, then it's not clear. And and so how do we navigate um, together back to community? Because I think when we can find small pockets of community, we have that stability factor of knowing like, yeah, I'm not alone. I'm here on a road with someone else. And then holding the space every day 
means that we can also start to mark ourself. Mm -hmm. So in Plan Do Track, obviously, a big part of that body of work is about helping people track their results, right? One of the favorite tools in that resource, I continue to get emails and, and, you know, people say to me when I meet them in person or virtually, they say, I love the monthly daily tracker. (laughs) And monthly daily tracker is something we could be doing daily or weekly to start noticing where are we putting our attention. Day by day, we don't start seeing like the, the, the change, but over the course of a month, we see it. And back to 21 for 21, we're really now seeing uh, almost at the end, you know, the weekly shifts, but also the three-week shift over time. So larger analogy here is like, how are you marking your time? What pauses are you creating? And also what communities are you forming or what communities are you joining? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And another thing, the plan do track, you know, since I've had it for, for a couple of years now, is it two or three? I've lost track. Well, yeah, well, it came out. So Coaching Business Builder came out in twenty mid-2018. It's almost three wow. years. Yeah. And Plan Do Track came six months later. So it's almost two and a half years. In, so I, in I've used it in different ways. So I've used it for, for projects and programs and just, you know, marketing or serving others. You know, sometimes I would track or uh, the content, that the ideas that would come so I could share it with others. Um, but then last year, I kind of used it of how am I treating others? So I totally flipped it on its head and was like, wow, how can I do like more character development, which surprised me. I'm like, I wonder if this tool uh, would work this way. But that's one of the beauties of it is because it's um, so user-friendly. It comes more in template form that you have that free space. It's very flexible and adaptable to use in many different ways. So I appreciate you developing in a way that that uh, created that freedom. And, you know, speaking of that, it, I want to kind of dive into those waters of design because that's another thing uh, that's kind of like been percolating in you, right? Is Is exploring, that explorer in you is curious about design. So take me down that design road for a moment. Well, you know, I've been a designer all my my professional career, right? I was a program designer. I was a program manager. That's what I did. I designed everything from educational curricula reform to primary health care to disaster management programs. And now today in 2021, as we look out at how design thinking as a whole field has emerged and blossomed, it's really inspiring me on so many levels as a designer, as a program designer now in the, the realm of, you know, entrepreneurship, leadership, teamwork, and coaching, right? I still design. That is what I do. And so as I, as I was thinking about our call today, I was thinking, you know, what are the different design projects I have on the go? And Ooh, it's tell me more. Digital design, right? So like the 21 for 21 has been a design. And this program will now run every month. Like we're going to have badges and it's gamified because I'm using a really great new platform. If I could give a shout out to that, the Experienceify platform, if anyone's interested in learning more, like it's been great to sort of have a gamification in the back of it so that people can move through it both synchronously with us live. But then we also have people in Australia who've actually been following along. And obviously they're not going to be coming to our calls in the middle of the night, although there's someone who has been joining us from China in the middle of her night. She's Fabulous. Calls. I love and this. I think this is the digital space that we live in, right? So are we connecting synchronously or asynchronously? And what I've been able to do with 21 for 21 is now also evolve new templates and worksheets 
that are a supplement to plan, do, track. So for those of you like you, Michelle, as a facilitator, this was something I was hearing all of you wanted last year, more resources to be able to take out to your clients. And so now there's another 21 tools available, which for, you know, just any person, you can go through the 21 days of tools. And a lot of people are enjoying that build. They're enjoying how they're sequenced and how the learning takes them. So it's not just about showing up for the virtual co-working sprints. That's one part of it. It's also the deepened awareness that people are getting through these daily themes that we take them through. And I'll be replicating that every month. So the start day of every month, February 1st, March 1st, April 1st, I'm committed to showing up for 21 days of 40-minute calls. It's 40 minutes a day, right? And if you can't make it, then you can, you know, you can buy the booster pack. The booster pack will provide, you know, additional resourcing around it. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. So I sort of digress on the design piece because I'm talking specifically to one area, but I've got mm-hmm. a lot of other design pieces on the go for my own work, for corporations. It's just, I think it's a time where in the digital space, we're really excited to now have a baseline where you, we can really be innovative, right? Now that a lot of people have been working this way for an extended amount of time. They know how to use Zoom. They're getting to understand all the bells and whistles of the different engagement levers that I talk about in my writing. And, and from here, we can really create. We can really collaborate, create, and innovate. And that's what you need. Like, I think that's what the world needs now. Business needs it now as well. Yes. How do we you know, bring people together, physically distant, but certainly not socially distant in any respect. We, we're probably much tighter in connection than ever before. So what are some of the gifts now that you think that people perhaps have discovered of working in the remote space uh, in this new way? What are some of the unexpected treasures? I know it was the power of actually being able to make long distance relationships. For me, I had no idea that you could establish that in the remote space in the way that I have. And some of them in many ways are deeper than if I would have been doing life with them in a day-to-day manner. So it's really interesting how that evolved for me. But what other treasures can you think of? Well, it's interesting that I'll just take us to a moment for that, like the building of trust, safety and connection or the trust and intimacy that's created, right? We've we've shattered so many of those myths. And Mm -hmm. about a year, well, not a year ago, I think it was episode 15, we talked about the remote working myths. And so many of those have just been, have been like, you know, blown apart and obliterated. <laughs> um, but, you know, in, in this space too, I think, you know, it, it allows us to work in very fluid ways. It's allowing us. And I think as we come out of, uh, you know, come out into a post-pandemic economy globally, right? Like we've also got to think like we have local realities and we also have global realities, you know, what will things look like economically? Mm-hmm. And I think there really will be need for uh, continued innovation to uh, create, you know, businesses and economic engine at the end of the day. And so Absolutely. what will help all of us with sustainable livelihoods, what will help all of us in terms of, you know, finding meaning and, and you know, the ability to support our families and communities. And so I think that's where this, the whole virtual space, meaning excellence and the whole digital world is really essential. You know, what can business really look like? We've been talking about it for 
decades now. But, um, you know, the digital revolution sped up <laughs> so much more quickly. And we're now all, you know, working this way and seeing, seeing many, many different options. So I've skirted your question there in a true Canadian way. Well, I loved it. And I would have to say somebody that I know that has really enjoyed this remote working experience alongside me is my trusty sidekick, my little Shih Tzu puppy. Um, If you happen to hear her in the background, she is just snoozing away. She's snoring. She's, She's just always in my remote space. And so I also like that blend of, hey, I like I don't just get to see you at work. I get to see your personal life too or in different things. So just know you only hear two voices, but someone's voice may be ringing in the background. So I just wanted to introduce her. That's Lily. <laughs> oh, thank you. And again, someone may also be in the background, right? I think that's been an yeah. interesting part of this year is like, yeah, like our, our, we've talked about this in other episodes, but you know, the boundaries are smoother and life is more fluid. And back to design, right? It's a question of like, how do we want to design on all levels, right? Design thinking came out of, you know, consumer packaged goods, but it is now part of everything from teamwork to how we operate. And it's really about creating, you know, um, products, services, and, and, you know, a world that is more people centric, more centric to how we want to operate in, in this moment, like in shifting worlds. So I'm really intrigued with design thinking. Um, certainly I'm layering on some further learning and uh, on my passion area of like everything visual, visual facilitation, right? Doing mm-hmm. some work in that space, seeing how it translates digitally. But I can't wait to be doing some of that or incorporating more of that in the face-to-face facilitation work that I do with organizations of all kinds. So just think there's a lot of possibilities and collaboration means we're, you know, we're going outside of our boundaries. It means that we're going outside and reaching across. So how open are we to learning? How open are we to becoming a beginner again? And, you know, realizing that, you know, the world today requires skills in so many different ways. I do have a bias on that. I'm, I was trained as a multidisciplinarian decades ago. Mm -hmm. And I think, that, you know, as an environmentalist by training, we need skills that that um, are from other areas. We need to understand how do we talk languaging across silos, professional yes. silos that have existed. And that's part of this collaboration puzzle right now is how do we create the shared mental models? How do we create, uh, you know, and, and learn from each other so that we have uh, new tools in our toolbox to, to face the challenges and opportunities. What a treasure this conversation has been today. And listeners, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. Just hearing, as Jennifer does so well, brings in those voices from the field, including her own. And I just want to say a big thank you, just allowing us to glean from your wisdom, uh, the information that you shared. And also, I think one of the takeaways I'm taking away today that I'm going to take forward is the impact that your program made not only in your life, but you know, discovering those seven extra hours for the people that joined you at the virtual table. I can see hope, that lightheartedness, like a, a burden has been lifted. Wow, there is hope in this space. I can still get things done. I can still connect with other people. And so thank you for bringing that to the world. I really, really appreciate it. So once again, it's been another wonderful trip down this remote road, Jen. Yeah, well, thank you. And thank you for the acknowledgement. Again, the work that I do is always in partnership with others. And back to where we started, like, listen for what people need, design from there. Mm -hmm. And 
everything else will follow. And I think if we can all get better as collaborators, as listeners, um, it's going to serve everyone well because there is need and there are innovative ways to be doing doing things and helping people get results that might not look like how it did in the past. So I'm appreciative too. I'm also I'm also sort of happy because you don't know this, but the project I've been working on this month has been the edits for one of the two books that are coming out this year. And Yay. what I've been talking about, some of these themes today are actually enshrined in the collaboration chapter in awesome. the new <laughs> foundations. It's, you know, there's a working title right now, but it's sort of virtual foundations for today's evolving workspace. But you know, I, I get into this whole notion of, you know, the, the need for collaboration in, in different forms. So thank you. I've enjoyed this. And listeners, we always love hearing from you. How are you collaborating? What new ways of collaboration are you evolving? And who do you want to learn from um, and become a be- beginner again as well? That sounds great, Jen. And I think we're going to wrap this up, park this remote vehicle. And until next time, see you again soon. Take care. Take care.